Hello, hello. I'm back quicker than I've ever been back. I don't think I've ever done back-to-back weeks before, but I got time because I got to go to Billy's school later and they do like a parent play thing where I get to go into her school and play with her and her friends and stuff like that. So instead of going to the gym, I just came straight home from dropping them off. Because I would have no time at the gym to do anything for real. But I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Uh, there's a couple things I think I probably can. One, we got the girls' Halloween costumes. I'm not telling a soul what they are. You guys just have to see the pictures. 40% of people that see it won't even know what it is. The other 60, I would hope would know but we'll see and this is probably the last year that jordan and i will be able to make them whatever we want to make them you know because this year andy was like i want to be a pumpkin i was like i'm not dressing you up as a pumpkin like what that's not happening so then was like what else you want to be she's like a tree i'm like that's it's not happening like i'm sorry you're not being a tree so we picked her outfit and then we was at the store the other day and cb's like I want to be a vampire. I'm like, oh my God. Now I feel terrible because you guys can't be what you were saying. But it's my last Halloween to make them what I want. So let me have it. Uh, we're at a point right now in a pregnancy where we don't we don't think we're going to make it to the date they're predicting. And they're predicting like the week of the... I don't even know. Sometime in December. I don't think we're going to make it that far. I think we're going to be earlier. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I was just going to bring up that because the last episode I was talking about how I don't have like friends that I kick it with or hang out with and all that shit. And so Jordan's always like not wondering why because I think she knows. And then after we had talked about her and I were both talking like why don't I like think that hanging out with friends matters like to me it don't matter like i I love the friends that i have and the people that i talk to like that's great but i know people who like have to be around their friends if they're not <clears throat> they almost can't function and it's like they have to be around someone else 24 7 and they can't be alone and they don't know how to be alone or like you know people who fucking are always with their friends like that's just not me and i think and jordan and i were talking about it and what this is going to wrap up into is me kind of explaining when all this stuff happened with why I can't, or not why I can't, but why I'm not really friendship-based, I guess. I don't know. Like, I got friends, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not, like, hanging out with friends every day. And then I'm also going to talk about my friend Jason Pomerantz who committed suicide years ago, but at the point where I met him, how, like, it completely saved my life, and that was in the fifth grade. Um, so essentially, that's what I'm going to be talking about, because I miss my friend, Jason. I know a lot of people miss him. I've been wanting to do an episode talking about him for a while, and, you know, just sharing stories about him and myself, and things like that but 
before I start there, you got to understand, whenever I was younger, before my dad left, we even moved, we moved a lot. You know what I'm saying? Not like a lot, a lot, but like once every few years. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then when he left, I tried to count. Okay. So I was eight. I don't even know what grade eight is. Let me see. That's second or third grade for me because I started school when I was six. So that's second grade for me. Okay. That's too many. I didn't start at second grade, but it was a lot. I started at, I think, fifth grade, how many times I moved. I think I got to 18. And, and just in that, in that year, I, I think it was 18. I tried to do the math before this, but I totally forgot. But just understand, between third grade and fifth grade, I moved over 25 times. And so it was like some St. Louis, Illinois, St. Louis, Illinois, a million different motels, like anything you think of. So in doing that, you got to understand. So when I would move, you know, you move to a different area. I would make friends. We'd be cool. Then I'd move again. You see what I'm saying? So like that other group of friends that I was cool with, I don't see them no more. And so then I got to make more friends elsewhere. And then you got to, and then, dude, I was a, I was a kid with braids. I fucking had long ass red hair. I'm basically, I was basically how I am now, just with braids. And so when we moved to Illinois in the fifth grade, it was like a culture shock. But before that, even so, like, I went in fifth grade, I went to three different elementary schools. So I went to my main one, Walnut Grove in St. Louis. A lot of y'all don't know, I'm from St. Louis. Like, grew up in Ferguson, Florissant, Normandy, Berkeley. I've lived everywhere you can fucking name in North County. So, fifth grade, I went to another, I went started school in St. Louis. I went to another school in Granite City called Prather. All white kids. The only reason that's relevant is because my other school was a giant mix of kids. Black, white. I had never experienced racism in my entire life. I didn't even think I was strange. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're not strange. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Until I fucking moved to Granite City. So then... Going to Granite was like a culture shock. It's just all... The whole school is white. So then I was instantly weird because I was like, yo, why the fuck you got braids? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? They think I'm white. And so they're like, why does this white dude have braids? Like, what the f- He looked like a girl. You know what I'm saying? So I'm constantly in that bitch, like, ready to fire off. And then on the flip side of that, back to my original point, it was hard to make friends up in that bitch. So I would find, like, two or three people that I really fucked with up in there, and we'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like... And it, it, that's another reason, like, now, it's so easy for me to talk to anybody because I've learned how to adapt to my environment my entire life. So you can put me in a room full of fucking a giant Wall Street-looking motherfuckers in suits and ties, and I can stand there and talk with them. Or you can put me in the middle of the projects in fucking Section 8 housing, which is where I grew up, and I'm fucking... It's like I never left. You know what I'm saying? Like I can I can make anybody be my homie just because I'm a normal ass dude. And so then 
we were at Prather for a little bit, made friends, dipped out of Prather, and then I went to, and then we moved from, I was talking to my homie about this the other day, we was moving, living in all these motels, dude, we moved to these apartments, they were the projects, I thought we were fucking rich, so I'm like, fuck, yeah, like, we got a motherfucking kitchen, I was so geeked, and then so, um, I went to Maryville Elementary School. So this is where the shit comes in with Jason. So I go to Maryville Elementary School. Again, it's all white people. I'd never even seen a Confederate flag in my entire fucking life. And then I saw one. And then I didn't know what it was until kids around there started telling me like, yeah, that motherfucker, right? That, That shit means he's racist. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I had, no, I had no clue because I'm, I'm coming from St. Louis where all of my friends, half my friends are black, half of them are white. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even a thing. I never even fucking thought about people's skin color at all. And then I go to this, these little small ass towns in Illinois and everyone's like, oh, why do you have, are you albino? And I'm like, what the fuck is albino? I didn't even know what it was. And people are like, yeah, you know, albino, it's like black people with white skin. I'm like, I'm not fucking albino. What are you guys talking about? I'm mixed. And they're like, oh. And the weird thing is, when I moved to Illinois, so many people thought I was 100% black. Like, they didn't think I was white. And I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? You know what I'm saying? It was so strange. And the only time in St. Louis where I had a a situation with, like, there was somebody called me the N-word in fucking St. Louis for it. I whooped his motherfucking ass. But... Uh, my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Payuk, I think that was his name, at Walnut Grove, I was taking a test, you know, to ask, like, what race you are. And back then, that motherfucker only said non-Hispanic, white, black. That's it. It might have said other. It didn't have, like, biracial and all this shit. So I raised my hand, like, yo, Mr. Payuk, my mom's white, my dad's black. And he looked at me, he's like, hmm... What do you consider yourself? Like, if you had to pick one, what would you call yourself? And I'm like, black. And he's like, shit, we'll put black. I'm like, all right, fuck. Circle in black. No big deal. So then all these kids are like, when I go to Maryville, they're like, yo, are you albino? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck albino means, guys. So rewind. My first hit of Maryville, I go up to the fucking bus stop, okay? Remember, I live in the projects. And it's like a city bus stop. But my school bus was supposed to pick me up. I'm standing in that bitch. Fucking bus goes. I look like fucking Billy Madison. I'm just standing there and the bus passes me up. So I'm like, okay. Thought that was my bus. So I go home. Tell my mom she's pissed. Anyways, so I get to school, okay? First day of school. I'm not, I'm not making this shit up. You can ask anybody from fucking Maryville. Ask them. This is how this shit happened. First day of elementary school. I walk in the door. I'm late. Tight, new kid, braids, and I'm late. Fucking sweet. So I walk in. I probably had on a fucking NWO shirt or some shit. Nobody says a word, okay? My first encounter with any humans <laughs> that wasn't just eyeballs is uh, Jason Pomerantz and Barry Lincoln, okay? And they like walked around to the fucking water fountain or some shit. To like, I just like get a closer look at me. I don't fucking know, but I only remember that 
just because they actually like got close to me and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like on my P's and Q's, like I don't know what's happening. So then uh fucking recess comes, okay? And I'm in the fifth grade. This is back when elementary schools went to sixth grade. Or at least they did in Illinois. <clears throat> so I go to recess. And my braids are like, you know, like road dog. They're hanging off my head, like swinging. The entire fifth and sixth grade of this entire school, maybe more, surround me on the basketball court, okay? It looked like a, you'd have thought it was celebrity was there. And I'm not joking. Surrounded me. And so I'm standing in a circle and nobody was really like hostile. So I wasn't like thinking they're going to fight me. And plus there were girls too. It was boys and girls. So I'm like, okay. And they're all like, what's your name? Where are you from? Why do you have braids? You know what I'm saying? Everyone's just firing off these questions at me. And I'm like, uh, like I said, I never thought I was weird. I never thought that I was different. You million motherfuckers have braids in St. Louis. Bone Thugs and Harmony was the most popular fucking rap group in the world. Everyone had braids. So that's why I had braids. So I'm not even thinking I'm weird. So they're all like, um, are you black or are you white? Are you albino? Why is your hair like, like all these questions. And it was so insane to me. Like it was so weird. And then also, you get, like I said, I moved 20 something times. And especially this fifth grade year, like this isn't like a life story fucking episode at all. But you just got to understand where I'm coming from. My fifth grade year was so hectic and I was so confused and pissed and just kind of lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what was going on at home, what was going on in my life. I didn't have any friends because I didn't stop fucking moving. You know what I'm saying? I had a dog named Gypsy that was my best friend. She's a fucking route roller. And right when we moved to the projects... My mama got rid of Gypsy. So I was fucking heartbroken. So now on top of that, I'm the new kid again. And that's stressful enough. All these fucking kids are surrounding me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? So I was really lost. And like, <clears throat> this is just to give you context as to how important the stuff that happened, how important it actually was. I used to get so like mad and not down on myself, but just like, rage, you know what I'm saying, as a kid, and I would fucking, like, bite my arms as hard as I could, like, hard, and this is a weird thing, you know, my teeth are crooked as fuck, so when I bite down, it don't bite all the way like someone with straight teeth, if it was, I probably would bit my skin out, but the fact that my teeth are so fucking crooked, it wouldn't let me bite down all the way like a normal person's bite, you know what I'm saying, so I couldn't rip my skin off, but I would fucking bite so hard, or I would get so mad too, and I would grab a kitchen knife and I would press it on my fucking wrist as hard as I could, and I would like drag it just to feel it. You know what I'm saying? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I could kill myself if I wanted to. Uh, not realizing, you know, the real way to do it is vertical. I was fucking like nine or ten, and uh, no, I was eleven, I think. I used to press it as hard as I could and be like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't tell anyone. I would just do it. And I almost did it. It's like being a cutter. You know what I'm saying? People who cut themselves. If you want to fucking look into it, look into it. But uh, I just wanted to feel that 
pain on the physical level. I explained in the episode about tattoos. Like I wanted to feel that emotional pain on a physical level. And then that's how I would do it. And I would just fucking press it as hard as I could. And then, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So then I get on the bus. The bus finally picked me up. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. The bus driver's name was Lenny. Lenny was fucking tight, dude. So I get on the bus. I'm not even kidding. Jason Pomerantz. You know, you don't know where the fuck to sit on the bus. Especially as a new kid. Jason Pomerantz is in the back of this fucking bus. Everybody who knows Jason understands. If you didn't know him in fifth grade, that sucks. I'm sorry. So Jason's like, yo. Remember, I'm in Jason's class. He's like, come back here, man. I'm like, okay. So I go back there. And it's Jason. It's fucking Tyler Schneider. I think Barry was on the bus. Brad, Barry Lincoln, and I don't, if, was Brad Gonerman on the bus? I can't remember. Anyways, that motherfucker told me to come back to that bus. And those dudes didn't ask me about my color, my race, nothing. They were just like, you know, what do you like? Just normal shit. What do you like to do? Do you ride bikes? I'm like, yeah, I ride bikes. Oh, we should fucking do this. You know, then it just turned into normal kids like cracking jokes. And instantly, <clears throat> Jason and I hit it off. And we were fucking howling, laughing. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Me, him, and Tyler used to get on the back of that bus. And it'd be chaos for everyone else probably. We thought we would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And dude, I cannot. And then after that, you know, I was in the I was in the circle. So after Jason's like, "Yo, come back here," that relieved so much of this pressure on my shoulders to be like included in this little group. You know what I'm saying? For me to be just completely lost in every aspect. Like, I didn't fit in anywhere. I wasn't in with my family. I wasn't in with friends. I was just wandering. You know what I'm saying? And for him to fucking be like, yo, come back here. And what that meant for all of us, like, as friends, like, going forward. Dude, that was, it was life-changing because it really just let me feel like I belong finally. And so like we would kick it every single day. And so then once Jason says, come back here and you know, he's cool with me. Everyone else starts being cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Cause Jason was a clown and I was a clown, but I didn't, you can't just come first day of school, fucking cracking jokes. People are like, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? That's not funny. But then once people get to know you, they're like, Oh, he is funny. So then we would just clown all day, laughing, cracking jokes, and so Tyler, Jason, Barry, and Brad at Maryville Elementary School, dude, it, like life-saving. And I only say that because I know, like, Jason died, how many people that affected. But I just wanted people to know that <clears throat> without me crossing paths with Jason in the fifth grade, at that time in my life, 
I don't know what happens to me. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I have no clue. But what I do know is that meeting Jason when I met him and for us to be friends like we were completely saved my life. Because then, you know, I look forward to going to school. We're always laughing. We're always putting people in a good mood. Like, and then after school, I had people to hang out with. Like, that shit mattered at a time. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that it mattered. But it completely altered my life. And so, I think those guys in that group that I mentioned, I know Jason knows what I think about them because... Anytime I told him, we were fucking... Or anytime I saw him, we were... Like, we never left. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not trying to get all, like, sappy and shit, but... That goes back to the friends thing. So that was my first real group of friends since, like, third grade. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because then I was always at Jason's house. I was always at Tyler's house. Jason would always come to my house. We were always riding bikes. And then, too, like... Excuse me. Another reason Jason and I hit it off is because he's obsessed with rap music, and so was I. And he was obsessed with Tupac, obviously. So was I. And, like, Master P, like, we were about this fucking rap shit. So we were fucking just like, oh, you hear this new... And he had a, you know, Matt, his brother, was older than us, so his brother had all the cool shit. And so then we would just fucking talk about music, and we used to love, like, songs that about... Like, when rappers would rap about, like, their dead friends... Or like their fucked up life. We used to love that shit. And like anytime a song like that came out, we were just like, yo, you hear that fucking masterpiece song? And be so geeked up. And then uh Dude, then I got so many stories about Jason. We fucking We used to think his brother was the coolest motherfucker alive. Cause he had these fucking Gary Payton shoes, which and if anybody knows Gary Payton shoes with the fucking zipper. And them three circles on the side, this motherfucker had him. And I was like, damn. And he had to fucking tear the club up, thug CD. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, could y'all get any fucking cooler in this bitch? And uh, I remember in sixth grade, I went and bought a, a No Limit Soldiers chain in fifth grade. No Limit Soldiers. Not even bullshitting. Like a pendant. And a fucking rope chain. Because I was obsessed with Master P and No Limit. So I had this No Limit chain, right? And so I come to school with that bitch on showing Jason, like, yo, look at my fucking No Limit chain. And then fucking cash money came out. And we're like, what the fuck is this shit? So then I went and bought a motherfucking silver cash money records chain. And I remember wearing that shit. And I, I knew Jason was going to be the only one that was, like, freaking out about it. Like, I was well aware. I think I got a picture of me, him, and Barry. I think I got it on. Like, I had long-ass hair. And this big ass chain on. And so I remember he saw it and he was like, dude, I can't fuck. Like, you look like you're fucking signed to the label. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fu- I might as well just fucking move to New Orleans because I'm Cash Money Records. Like, and then he thought, like, and I remember <laughs> Barry told me that day at the water fountain, that first day I was at school, Barry told me, I shit you not. He's like, yo, remember when Jason and I went over to the sink? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, it's going to sound fucked up, but I wanted to, like, splash water on you because I thought, damn, dude, is this really a black kid with white shit on his skin? And I'm like, dude, that don't even make sense. Like, what? He told me that, like, probably a, a years later, year or two later, Barry was like, oh, remember that? And I was like, yeah, I remember that. 
And he told me, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, man, it was so wild when you came to Maryville. Like, we had never seen no shit like that. But anyways, <clears throat> so then, everyone knows in the fifth grade, like, Jason, I, or no, sixth grade, Jason and I were so, I guess we were kind of bad. A little bit, I guess. We were just really disruptive. And so, like, if you sat by one of us, you ain't, you're not getting any work done. Because I'm just going to fucking... I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to make you laugh. We're going to be cracking up. I'm going to be the one gets in trouble. And I'm going to take all the heat. On purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew what was going on. So I'd be sitting next to him. And I was, I was a smart kid. But I was trying to fucking just get all this out. And at school was like my outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get to see other people. Make them laugh. I get to laugh. Like, I loved it. And so, like, I would sit next to kids. And I would just make them laugh. It didn't matter who they were. I never had one of them things where I was like, oh, I don't fuck with them. because Ever. If I was sitting next to you, it's going down, dog. Like, sorry. Same thing with Jason. If you sit next to him, it's a wrap. And you for damn sure better not sit us by each other. Don't do And our teacher found that out quick. Mrs. K, dude. Nightmare. Don't even know where she's at. She's a nightmare. So she ended up putting my desk on one side of hers and then Jason's on the other side of hers. <laughs> so we're closer than we ever been, really in reality. But she wanted us right next to her, okay? I'm not kidding. This lady put me in ISS probably once a week. And not even, like I wasn't even violent or aggressive, you know what I'm saying? I would just laugh. And I would still do work. I was the bomb at spelling. So when we did spelling, I'm like hitting it. History hitting it. But like she just couldn't get over the fact that I couldn't be quiet. Like, I just couldn't. I didn't take medicine. People had always told my mom to put me on medicine. She's like, I don't want my son fucking drugged up. I was just how I am now, but just 11 years old. So Jason would always fucking, always fuck with me. And he'd put paper on his face. And then he'd put the paper on his face like hella tight. I remember the first time he did it, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And this motherfucker goes, and his whole fucking tongue flies out of the paper. And so I lose it laughing because that's comedy, dude. That's hilarious. And he rips his whole fucking head out of the paper like, ah. And I'm like, what is he doing? So I'm rolling. Miss K's like, take your ass to the office. So my principal was Mr. Murphy. He was cool. Secretary hated me. Um, and so they'd give me ISS, me and Jason, you know, every, every now and then, two days ISS. One day I said, it was never like a week, but I know my classroom is hella boring if we wasn't in there. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers are actually doing work. Womp womp. Uh, and one time I remember I'd stretched and yawned like, ah, uh, she was like, she used to slam her book down. Boom. And she'd go, I have had it. Go to the office. And I was like, what the fuck for yawning? But I think she was just kind of at her boiling point. Like I said, I was never rude. I never yelled at her. Nothing. I was just a goof troop. And so then, everyone knows this story, dude, but I got to mention it on here. So, Mrs. K had a fucking candy jar um, on her desk, a glass one, you know what I'm saying? Like, with Jolly Ranchers and shit. And one day, she left to go make copies. Remember, Maryville Elementary is small as shit. I haven't seen it in a million years, but when we were there, it was small. Jason's like, yo, I'm finna get some candy. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Let me know what's up. And, uh... He pulls the fucking candy jar by the lid, not even thinking. 
He grabs this bitch, this fucking candy jar, brings it over to the ledge. It detaches from the lid. <laughs> fucking shatters everywhere. Glass and Jolly Ranchers are everywhere. So I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like, I can't remember if I laughed or if I was just in complete shock. You know what I'm saying? Like, utter disbelief. I don't even know what happened after that. I feel like I blacked out. Because I was like, there's no way to get... What are we going to do? Act like this motherfucker fell and the lid didn't break? The lid, You know what I'm saying? And I think we all... If I, I could be wrong, but I feel like this is what we did. I think Barry might have been the one who came with the idea like, let's all just say it fell. Let's all say it fell. And like I said, Jason and I, like the classroom loved us. No one hated us. You know, there was no one there who was like, I fucking can't stand him. And if they did, I couldn't tell. And this is proof of that. That motherfucking candy jar broke. And we all made, like before Miss K came back in, we're like, we're going to say this motherfucker fell. We're going to say someone bumped the desk and it fell. Everyone's going to agree on that, right? And they're all like, yeah. And we're like, bet. You know, and we all, everyone's laughing. But of course, we just kept that story. This motherfucker fell off. So that no one, you know what I'm saying, got in trouble. And that's what we did. And uh, one time, too, he stole a bunch of, I think it was like Cokes and Sprites, you know what I'm saying? Like bottles. Put them in a duffel bag. I don't even know why he had a duffel bag in sixth grade. Like, what? And he must have threw that goddamn bag too hard, and then bitches exploded in the bag. And then you can't say, like, oh, yeah, I fucking didn't know they were there. Like, what? But our bus driver, Lenny, we rode bus 114 at first. With Lenny, we used to give Lenny our money because kids weren't allowed to buy sodies in the school. So after school, we would give Lenny like $5. He would go into the school and buy our sodies and bring them out to us. You know what I'm saying? So that was gangster. But then the next year, Jason's mama was a bus driver too. She drove bus 116. We're like, bet. Let's fucking, like, his mom's a bus driver. Like, we're about to have the time of our life in this bitch. And so then too... That's they made a new law in Illinois. I don't know why I remember this goofy shit. They made a law to where kids could not cross the street after getting off the bus. They could only get out of the door and go the direction the door was facing. This made my stop. I went from the first stop to the very last stop. Okay, you know who was second last? Jason. So we're on this bus, and Jason would ride all the way just with his mom. You know what I'm saying? It was just me and him the whole bus ride after school. So we used to, I mean, looking back now, I'm like, God damn. So that's why I try not to get mad when I see kids doing goofy shit outside or something. Because I'm like, dude, I was off the chain when I was younger. So one time, dude, we're on the bus. Remember, we're fucking last stop shouty. We ain't getting off this bitch for a while. Hella cars around us. Jason pulls out his ass. Puts it up on the back window, Okay. There's a lady in her car. I'm not even joking, dude. I can't believe this dude's mooning somebody right now. It's just me and him. There's no other kids on the bus. Full ass on the on the fucking window. Moons us. Or moons the lady behind us. This lady's like yelling. Ah! We can't see what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? But she's in her car going nuts. So we're driving. We hit a motherfucking red light. I'm like, no way. So she's still in her car. I can't remember if Jason mooned her again. Something happened. This lady, I'm not, I'm not joking. We're at a complete stop. She gets out of her car. 
traffic behind her now. She gets out of the car. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we fucking get in the seats, knees to our chest, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, no. But his mom was a bus driver, so we're like, eh, will we really get in trouble? Or she just fucking be like, all right, I'll fucking suspend them. And then we just, it, nothing happens. So we're freaking out, dude. And I'm not even joking. I don't know if Linda saw her. Our new, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, they probably did something. This lady starts walking up the side of the bus. She's yelling her ass off. And we're at a red light. Linda fucking went. And then she might have just turned right. Maybe that's what it was. She turned right on red. And Linda went and it was like, and all the windows are passing by. And we're fucking like dying laughing. Like can't stop laughing. You know what I'm saying? So fucking funny, dude. And then... I've seen some people that I met, met that I knew back then who seen me like, man, you guys just fucking pissed me off on that bus. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? I got one friend, her name's Chelsea. She told me her first day, this is this is middle school. Cause we, I mean, we rode the bus from fifth grade to like eighth grade together. And so she said her first day, I don't even remember this, but she told me, she said, same thing, she was a new kid, didn't have a lot of friends, like... Not that many people were talking to her. She said she had a fucking jacket zipped up all the way to the top. Like, zoop, to the top of her goddamn chin. You know what I'm saying? And she said, I got on the bus, and I leaned into her, and I took her zipper, and I go, zoop. I unzipped it a little bit, and I go, relax. And I was like, she said that, like, changed her whole, she was like, okay, I need to just chill. Shane's, you know what I'm saying? He's funny. This is going to be cool. Shane. And I, like I wasn't trying, I was just telling her to relax. And like I said, I talked to everyone, but she told me like that made her feel like okay, we're good. I didn't even realize it. I was just trying to tell her to relax. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all good. And I'm cool with everyone. I've always been cool with everybody, even back then. And so then, oh, one time, dude, and just a precursor, like when Jason, I think he was a baby. Uh, his dad committed suicide, and so one day we're on the bus. And we used to bust St. Peter and Paul kids on our bus, too. So, like, the fucking private school religious-ass motherfuckers with the white polos on. You know what I'm saying? Those kids. I used to get in an argument with these kids almost every day on the bus. Jason and I would fucking mess with them all the time because they would always give me shit. Oh, you don't wash your hair, Shane? And I'd be like, well, you smell like fucking baloney when you get wet. And they're like, what? And for those who don't know, black culture on the black side... We would always make fun of white people for smelling weird, especially if they got wet in the rain. So I would always say that shit to them. And they're always like, what? And, but then there's no black kids on the bus with me to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Jason and Tyler would just get weak. So I'm telling them they smell like baloney. They're like, damn, that's fucking hilarious. But I'm like, no, that's like a thing. Like, if there's hella black kids on this bus, we'd be getting weak right now. Anyways, so they just always give me shit. So we just always go back and forth, back and forth. And so then one day, dude. I guess this kid thought I'm going to fucking say some wild... Like, we never went, like, overboard. You know what I'm saying? And I guess one day, this kid thought, I'm going to say some wild shit today. Excuse me. And he, it's his bus stop. It's his stop. And they lived in the nice-ass houses. Big as shit. And so, we sat on the back of the bus. And this kid's back there, too. And he leans down. He's He's... About, he's in the aisle about to walk off. Like, he hasn't started making his walk yet. And he leans into Jason. I don't know what Jason said to him, but he leans, leans in and he goes, Hey, Jason, 
at least my dad didn't kill himself. And I go, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm loud. I'm, and Jason's like, puts his head down. And I'm like, I know you ain't going to let him say that shit. I know you ain't going to let him say that shit. I'm fucking going nuts because I'm, I'm about to whoop his ass. I'm so pissed. And so then, and Jason, he starts rocking, dude. He's like rocking on the seat. And he's got his hands on his head. And I'm fucking like a goddamn hype man. And the kid's maybe halfway down the aisle. And I'm like, I know I'm fucking like hitting his shoulder and shit. I know he ain't going to let him fucking say that shit. Going nuts. Jason fucking, he fucking stands up. He runs full speed down this fucking aisle. I stand up. I'm like, oh my God. Full speed down this aisle, okay? And this kid must have heard his fucking feet thumping because he turned around, which was a mistake. Dude turns around and Jason hits him with a haymaker. Boom! And I'm like, oh! So the dude's got a fucking like coat on, you know what I'm saying? And Jason's working his ass in the aisle, just firing off just heavy hands, dude. And the kid, I remember this like night and day, the kid fucking whips his head up, like, because he was down. Whips his head up and his fucking like hood and shit is all fucked up on his head because he whipped it up so fast his hood came up over his head. And Jason hit his ass in the head again and he broke it up and shit. And I remember uh, after that, like he was fucking so upset and he was fucking crying all hard. And so then I just sat back there with him like just trying to be like calm him down. You know, he was fucking like pissed and angry. And then this dude brought up his dad and, uh, I stayed on the bus, like that whole, I didn't get off the bus. So we passed everything. I remember Linda took us to, um, <clears throat> it might have been north, the parking lot of like north, and she just parked. It was just us. And she came back there and she was like, you know, calming Jason down and shit. And uh, I don't know why. I remember, I remember that like it just happened, dude. And I think like we were all so close, that group of friends. So, like, when something like that would happen, or we would know, like, okay, just being present is enough for my homie to, you know what I'm saying, get by. But, like, uh, and I think, too, like, Jason and I were just two, like, dirtbag kids. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why we clicked so well. Like, we only had a mom. Our siblings were, like, well, his brother was far apart in age than us. His sister was closer, but uh, I think that's why we clicked, too, because we knew we were just, like, these half-not kids. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, Jason would wake up, I remember he'd get, like, bedhead, and me and, like, he would just snip, like, random pieces of his hair off. I remember, like, eighth grade. And me and Barry would be like, why are you snipping your hair, dude? He's like, I don't know, I wake up and it's just fucking up. And I'm like, just brush it. He's like, nah, I'm just gonna, (laughs) I'm just gonna snip these little bedheads off. We're like, dude, that don't even make any sense, man. Just wild ass shit. And so then, like, from fifth grade, yeah, I mean, all through, you know, middle school, you meet new friendship, but Jason and I were always click tight from fifth through eighth grade, dude. And then, you know, I started playing sports. He didn't play sports. So, you know, we started going our separate ways come high school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But we were always, it was always that thing with us. It was like, oh, no, we're we're for real, friend. you know what I'm saying? I remember my mama used to always think that, like, she used to think her brother that passed, my Uncle Craig, and Jason were, like, connected. Because she used to always say she could see, like, his facial features and stuff in Jason. And uh, so my mom always had this, like, <clears throat> soft spot for Jason, like, 
would do anything for him. And another reason too, like like I said, other than the projects, but like Jason would come over, and he would stay tonight. And like we only had we didn't have cable, so our TV. At that time, we didn't have cable, so Jason would our TV was like broken or some shit. But he would bring like so many movies over, like and here's the thing, dude. Jason and I used to love Chris Tucker. Anything Chris Tucker, we were obsessed with. So he would bring Money Talks, Rush Hour, and I had Friday on deck. And we would recite Friday word for word. That's where it started. I know everyone knows. If you know me for real, anyone can recite Friday. I can recite it from the very beginning scene to the end scene right now. And so... Jason and I would just watch Friday and Rush Hour. And mon- we just love Money Talks, dude. And we used to crack up. We thought it was so funny. And it was always, looking back on it now, back then I really didn't think about it. But now, dude, like he never gave a shit where I lived. None of them did. Tyler, Barry, Brad, none of them dudes gave a fuck about anything I had going on. You know what I'm saying? I used to go to Brad's house. His mom used to make me fucking cookies. Slamming ass cookies. Uh, I used to live at Tyler's house, dude. I was at Tyler's house all the fucking time. And it was almost like I was... Because, you know, Tyler had a great family. And so his and his house was, like, stable. And I used to love just being a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt good to be in that house. Because I'm like, everybody's cool here. Like, there's nothing to worry about in here. And then we fucking watch M1 mixtape. Tyler and I thought we was going to fucking M1 mixtape tour, dog. Here we come. Hot sauce. Here I come. Like, that was my fucking dog, man. And just in that, what, four-year span, three-year span, like, those dudes changed my life so dramatically and let me know, like, oh, you are a normal dude. You do matter. You know what I'm saying? You matter, bro. Like, that shit just... And I really never really thought about it until now. And it's like, you don't know... We were 11 when we met. And so, when Jason makes that connection with me and then brings me into the entire friend group, you don't know exactly when you're going to affect someone's life to completely change for forever. You know what I'm saying? He had no clue at 11 years old. Like, I'm gonna fuck this dude with braided hair and then it's gonna completely change his life. So, like, you really don't know, really. And I've been wanting... I made an episode about Jason. Oh, dude. Probably in January. And it accidentally deleted. And I was so pissed. And I never really... I've been wanting to make another one for so long. But it just takes a lot to sit down and talk about your friend that died. It's the same thing with Bronson episode. That episode took me so long to make. And I remember when I got... The message, DJ, my homie, everybody knows DJ. Everybody knows me and DJ throughout high school. Connected to hip. So DJ messaged me and was like, yo, I just heard Jason Pomeranz died. I remember this, like it just happened. I was living in Columbia. He messaged me on Facebook and I was like, what? And he told me like, yeah, you know, he committed suicide. So I'm instantly like, you just kind of, I didn't know what to do. I hadn't talked to him in a while, and I'd seen him maybe like a year before that in Collinsville, like when I just randomly visited. Uh, we used to always do the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff handshake, you know, that shit. 
And so and he used to always do this Usher fucking slide dance. And so uh when he told when he messaged me that I was just so like I had so many questions, you know what I'm saying? And then I remember too, because that's the night the Lakers won a championship. And I went out because I thought, I'm gonna get fucked up. So I was really confused. I wasn't and I remember because the Lakers were my squad, you know what I'm saying? And they won, and I was like, I don't give a shit about this. And it was so weird. And I went out and I just got completely hammered, like annihilated. And I didn't know what to think. And then <clears throat> it was just really confusing. And so then I remember thinking too, like, damn, dude, like, why did I not have Jason's phone number? Why could I not talk? You know what I'm saying? Thinking in my head, you start blaming yourself a little bit. Like, how could I not help someone who helped me so much? You know what I'm saying? Like, what could I have done? And at that point, there's nothing no one could have done. But that don't stop you from thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, I just remember I got completely hammered. I remember going to his wake. And I don't know why I didn't stay for the funeral. I think because back then I was fucking, you know, I don't even know how old I was. I didn't have no car. I didn't have shit. Lauren Keller came out and picked me up in Columbia and drove my ass to Collins before his wake. I think that's why because I couldn't, like, stay in, like, the ride situation. I still feel fucking terrible that I didn't go to the actual funeral. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <sighs> so, I remember going to his wake. And I remember seeing him in the casket. And being so... Just baffled, dude. It was so weird. And, uh... I remember seeing all the pictures and shit. And here's the thing, too. Cause like I said, all we did was laugh. Literally. We just laughed all the time. So, I'm there with Flynn, James Flynn. We're just sitting there talking and shit. That's like my brother. I love James. I love Flynn. So, we're sitting there talking. And I don't even know what Flynn and I were talking about. But D. Ward, Darius Ward, y'all, everybody knows D. Ward. He walks up and we're all just talking. But then Du Hadaway's mama walks up. Josh Du Hadaway's mama walks up. And D were probably gonna hate the story, but I had to tell it just because it it's part of the fucking deal. So Dude has mama's like, Darius, what's going on? You look like you put on some weight or some shit, right? And me and Flynn start howling, howling, laughing. Like one was like, whoa. Two, neither one of us were crying, you know what I'm saying? And I think when you're going to do something like that. There's multiple ways of dealing with the grief when you're grieving, you know what I'm saying? Some cry their eyes out and some laugh. And that day, for some reason, that was like the spark to the giant fireball flame of laughter. So Flynn and I are laughing uncontrollably in this fucking... Is it a funeral hall? I don't know. What do you call this place? A funeral home? A funeral hall. It's not a fucking pool hall, dude. Funeral home, is that what it is? We're howling, laughing, like bent over, tears, crying. We're trying to repeat, you know, you're trying to repeat what you heard, and we can't even talk. And I just remember us just fucking laughing so hard, and it felt so good. And I thought, this is this is what we did with Jason. You know what I'm saying? Like, this makes total sense. And we were fucking just, we couldn't stop laughing. I always remember that. It was so funny. And she could have walked up and been like, there's a booger in your nose. And we would have got, you know what I'm saying? We would have died laughing. It was, it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Saddest shit ever, but 
to be there with Flynn too, because Flynn and Jason were hella close, dude, like hella close. So the fact that him and I were fucking howling there at that table, dude, it was so funny. But, you know, I still got hella pictures with Jason. I keep them all. Um, I always talk about him to Jordan because I have so many stories growing up at such a pivotal time in my life that involved him, you know what I'm saying, where he was there. Uh, our shit where I'm like, yeah, money talk. Love that. You used to always watch that shit with Jason. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that happened at that time in my life that just kind of started molding who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always known I was funny, but that's when I started realizing, like, damn, I'm fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> Jason and I would always make people laugh, man. Always. I remember in sixth grade, too, Tyler was across the hall, and we were like, fuck, he's not in our class. Like, damn it. So he'd always try to fucking get his attention, like, from across the hall and shit. Like, always. It sucked that Tyler wasn't in our sixth grade class, man. I don't even think I had any classes with any of them all through middle school. I think maybe one with Tyler. Oh, no, I had English with Jason. That's right. And we used to get in trouble. Or, or no, I had math with Jason in eighth grade. And that was cool, too, because our teacher was cool. She didn't really give us too much shit. But she's always telling us, like, if you got to laugh that hard, take your ass to the hallway. So we'd be in the hallway getting weak a lot. Excuse me. But that was my dog, man. That's the first dude I ever smoked weed with in my life. Eighth grade, about to go to TP. I was a little fucking scary ass. So he's fucking breaks up a Pepsi can. Bang, bang, bang. Pokes holes in it. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's like MacGyver. Fucking Pepsi can. He's got fucking foil and shit. He's like, yo, you want to try this? I think it, I think I might have been, I think I had a girlfriend at that point in eighth grade. And I think that was the point of reason why I was like, yo, I can't fucking smoke that. I can't be high, dude. I'll be up there tripping. So I'm like, maybe we'll do this. So this motherfucker's blowing weed smoke in my fucking face. Blowing it, blowing it, blowing it. So I'm like, maybe I'll get high like that, dumbass. And then I remember his brother was like, damn, like, y'all trying to go to TV smoking like this? Like, because he took us, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, okay, like, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Then another time, we were at someone else's house. I'm not going to say the other person's name, you know what I'm saying? And we smoked weed. Like, I for real smoked weed. Like, for real. And I remember, and I was with Jason. And another dude. And I just remember being like, holy shit, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the first time you ever smoked weed. It was just fucking hilarious, man. But those are things that I'll always just have with me that revolve around Jason. And there's a million. Dude, there's so many people that have these same stories. Or have a million other stories. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. Like, that's how you want to be remembered. But that's who I always... I always talk about Jason, man. Like, that was the funnest time ever. Eighth grade especially was a fucking blast. And I don't know if my life even... I don't know what I do if I don't meet Jason. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what happens. But all those dudes, man, at Maryville, when I first got there... Like, taking me in. Like, I'm a fucking lone wolf, dude. And then these other fucking wolves were like, yo, you can come kick it with us. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, you know, through high school, like I said, we went our separate ways. That's when high school, I started playing sports. That's when you fucking, you started seeing me with my friends that I talk to now. Like, every, like Cody and Ziddle and Danny. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in that group. I met all them. I think I met Cody in eighth grade. I can't remember. It might have been seventh or eighth. 
But that's when I met all of them. You know what I'm saying? Those are my fucking rider homies now, but. Fifth through eighth, dog. Jace Pomerantz was my dog, man. That was my motherfucking boy. I miss him all the time. Uh, <clears throat> I wish I could, like, thank him. You know what I'm saying? Like, be like, yo, thanks for fucking saving me, dude. You know what I mean? Because that's really what he did for me. He just saved my life. But I know if you guys don't, if you don't know him, you'll hear this and be like, you might not even listen to it, and that's fine. But I know the people who did know him are going to hear this shit and be like, yeah, like, it's going to, I know this one's going to make, you know, a lot of people laugh and smile and be like, yeah, I do remember that shit. And I'm sure people have way more stories that I don't even remember at all growing up, because half my shit's fucking gone from fucking football, you know what I'm saying? Getting hit in the head too much, but... I hope you guys like this one. I t- it's a long one, my bad. I think the episode stopped recording at like an hour. I'm at, what, 53 minutes? I told you I was going to make them shorter, but I could have kept going with this. Didn't want to fucking stretch it out and make people bored, you know what I mean? But I love all the support you guys are giving me. I love all the listens I'm getting. Like, it's great. <clears throat> um, I can't appreciate it enough. And I'll just say this, dude. And I've said this before with the Bronson shit. If you got a homie that might seem down, or you might not even know, you just know there's some shit going on, don't say, yo, if you need something, let me know. Because if someone's in a mental state like Jason was, or any mental state in that capacity, they're not going to call you, man. They're not going to text you. That's just not how it works. They're not going to say, hey, can you help me? I hope someone would do that, but it's it's very rare. So check up on your people, man. Just hit them up. If you got a homie that did this for you back in the day, let them know now. You know what I mean? That's all I was mentioning fucking Tyler, Barry, Brad, Jason. You know what I'm saying? And then when I went on, that whole situation helped me make those homies that I made. You know, when I met Cody, Danny, and Ziddle, you know, that was my next group that took me on. And, and you know, it was D Ward, Damon, DJ, like all these guys, DQ. All those dudes I met in that time frame was right after I met this first group of guys in Maryville. So without that, I don't even know if I can make those homies. You know what I'm saying? To give me that confidence to know that I'm not an absolute fucking waste of space. It's like, you know what I mean? So if you got that shit, that's a, that's why I shouted all those people out. And I probably missed a lot of names. I'm sorry. I love all y'all. Um, but just check on your homies, man. Or just let them know. Like, yeah, you fucking seventh grade, dog. That shit changed me. Hey, you know, whatever. I got a million homies. I got college homies that I fuck with forever that are my brothers forever. I got a homie named Wheezy that if he called me tomorrow and was like, yo, I need a motherfucking liver. He can have my liver, dude. I don't know if that kills you. Does it kill you? You couldn't have it if it kills me. I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I just wanted to make, like, I have, because people kept hitting me up about the friendship when I was talking shit about having friends. I have friends who I speak to, guys. I'm not a fucking fuckhead. I just don't kick it on a regular basis. I'm a full-time fucking dad in this bitch. 
and I live in the middle of Missouri. All my homies live across the country, man. That's the point I was getting at. I love being at home. I'm a homebody. But I have friends, man. In fifth grade, Jace Pomerantz was my greatest friend. I hope you guys like this one. I'm going to try to do them more often. Like I said, dude, we will see. We will see. But I'm about to go to Billy School. Be up in that bitch playing blocks. I don't know what they do in there. I'll probably be... I'll bet $100 I'll be the only dad in there. Um, I'm usually the only dad when I go on field trips and shit like that. And I don't know. If, Bill's not going to want to share me with her friends. She don't even like fucking sharing me in, in this fucking house. So we'll see. A lot of them be like, is that your dad? Is that your dad? You know, fucking kids are. So I'm going to go get ready to powerbomb some kids, do some tables maybe, get them fucking geeked up, make their teachers fucking pissed. But I think we get to leave right after it, so it'll be all good. Thanks. Hope you guys like this one. I'll have another one soon. You guys are awesome. Peace.